Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Tez Reacts back at it again with another episode of the We're Not Experts podcast. Uh, today we have my brother B, my beautiful wife Alice, and my boy Mac over here. And we're going to talk about some new things, but I just wanted to give Mac the chance to go ahead and introduce himself a little bit to the people. Oh, um, Mac, I'm Cortez work. Um, we've been working, seems like a pretty decent dude. We kind of have a little discussion. I kind of saw some of the episodes on online. And I just wanted to link up with them just to see if I can, you know, have, you know, some, some of his time, you know, just to input my own views on certain of the topics that he has, because he has some outstanding topics. And I just thought, you know, I might have some good input to, to help out with those may or may not depends on who you are right so yeah that's, that's just me for the most part hopefully he brings me back and i can just get a little bit more into it um wasn't really prepared about introducing myself so that's me me and matt right yeah i just kind of threw him on the spot a little bit it's always kind of funny like when you like kind of put the spotlight on people and just kind of see what they do i mean like a lot of times people kind of they don't really know what to say. I mean, especially when it comes to this podcast and thing, a lot of times when I'm put on the spot, I always feel like it's a lot. And I don't know, you just eventually get through it. But how, how y'all been? Like, uh, it's been a good week since we shot the last episode, B. How you been? Yeah, man, I've been good. I've been great, actually. You know, just another week on earth, taking care of kids, handling bills, working hard. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was gonna say, started. Well, I ain't gonna say her name. I don't know if you're okay with that, but your little one, she's starting our school this week, right? Next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Let me see. Is she pretty excited about it? You excited? Man, she's so excited. She say, "Daddy, can you show me a picture of my school?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, but yeah, going to school, so yeah, you know. Yeah, no. Nah, so it's funny because uh, yeah, that kind of brings me to the first topic, right? So let's say you you let Brielle like she's going to school next week. So how would you feel if her teacher was given the permission to actually like put hands on her? So I don't know if y'all know this or not, but. The schools in Kentucky, they're bringing it back to where the teachers are allowed to actually whoop the students or like just forms of corporal punishment in order to uh, keep maintain discipline in their classrooms. So how do you feel about that? How would you feel if you, uh, if your little one's teacher was uh, trying to put hands on her? I ain't going to touch my kids but me, but um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm against all that. I'm against abuse period sure you know it's against all that man so i wouldn't i wouldn't agree with that i'm not with that don't put your hands on my child and that's that so that's kentucky though you know kentucky they do weird shit down there they, it's so spaced out out there it's, it's different <laughs> i hear you uh, what about you mac how you feel about that well i mean if you guys don't know, um, my parents are, is of Jamaican descent, right? So um, in Jamaica, they still beat kids, right? It's, it's just still a thing. I remember my dad sent me down there for a year after I was being bad up here. And he was like, hey, you want to go to a real school that, you know, the teacher will put, put hands on you. And you know, to me, it was like, I didn't really care. But you can see the discipline, the discipline level do change. Because, you know, you have kids up here where their parents you know, well, step in for the kid, go to the school, be irate with the teachers and so on and so forth. But the teacher is just trying to uphold discipline within the classroom. And it can be a good and bad thing. It's just like anything, you give certain people power, they don't know what to do. I mean, and then, you know, if they, they go over, you know, the punishment is in, you know, what's necessary to, to alter the kid's behavior. You know, some people will go beyond that and start beating the kids even more you know, then they should be. And that's where the problem lies. You know, if the teacher can fully understand, you know, hey, we're just trying to fix this problem, you know, come up here, give you a little whipping on the arm or whatever, you know, just to fix that behavior, I think it would be good. 
But, you know, again, sometimes when you give people power over your kids to a certain extent, sometimes they go overboard and that's where the problem lies. But, I mean, I, I think it should, I mean, just should be the what level of punishment we're taking, you know, but how far are we going with this beating, right? Is it, you know, a ruler to the hand? Is it an actual belt to the back? You know what I mean? That, that obviously is on a different level when you talk about, you know, pulling out the belt and like going across your kid's back or whatever. But if it's just a nice, you know, firm little whip on the hand, you know, I think it's, I think it's warranted, you know, and then you should, you know, you should have the kids in the school where they're not fearful to come forward and say, you know, miss whatever went overboard. And that's still a problem within itself because kids are going to stick up for their one another. You know what I mean? And yeah, we might have lost Mac for a little bit. You don't want to get chopped open with that man. But I kind of caught the gist of what you were saying. Like for the most part, we didn't catch everything, but you were saying something along the lines of it's fine as long as the teachers don't go overboard. And of course, it could create issues because it'll turn into a he said, she said type situation between the kids and the teachers and things of that nature. I mean, I mean, I was, I was more to um, did, did you get the part where I went into me being in school in New York City? With that's, that's where you cut out at the New York yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, I went to school in New York. I mean, just, just to be as transparent and as clear as possible, I went to school called PS268. And I went to third grade. I had a teacher named Mr. Mr. Antoine, man. And I remember him slamming a student on the desk the first day me walking in there and how that dramatically changed my behavior as in, hey, I don't want you putting hands on me. You see what I'm saying? Because I was a young kid. I mean, I know I couldn't beat this kid. And, you know, my parents are from the Caribbean, as I kind of stated, just to put that into perspective, as in, you know, I don't feel like they will have a problem with, you know, him putting hands on me if I was acting up, you see what I'm saying? Because they grew in that culture in itself, as in, you know, just putting hands on. So I said all that to say, I, I think it's, it's beneficial, you know, to, to have order in these classes, because these students are running crazy you know, I mean, I was, I was, a, I was part of that, and that's why I'm bringing it up. I mean, if you have nobody to hold you accountable for your actions, and if you know your parents is going to come up there and back you when you're doing something wrong, because, like I said, you know, some of these parents are coming up there having issues with the teacher, and if I know I'm, I'm, I can act up, you can't do anything to me, you know. And if you do do something to me, my parents are going to come up here, and you know, it's going to be a big problem. So, at all. And what I'm trying to get is the hand is tied. So, you know, you're going to have these classrooms with no discipline in it at all. So it's going to detract from other kids learning. The kids that actually want to learn, they're going to be distracted because, you know, you have this mess going on and nobody's taking part in it or nobody's trying to control it at all. So, I mean, I can go long-winded on this. I don't, I don't want to, you know, bully the podcast for the most part. I just want you guys to take on it. I, just, I know it just, it, it has a personal place in my heart, you know what I mean? Where I think the teachers should, you know, at some level have, you know, implement some kind of discipline. Okay. Now I was gonna say, uh, I know you were a teacher at one point. So how do you feel? Like, would you feel comfortable sitting in a classroom knowing what, it make you feel more comfortable sitting in a classroom knowing that you have that authority to put hands on kids? Or would it be something that you would try to shy away from? Um. I was a teacher for about seven years and I know I just feel like if they're I think them bringing that back into schools like are they bringing prayer back into schools are they are they doing enough to handle mental health issues I don't feel like teachers should have the authority to spank people's kids because if I get like if you get overboard it might like you can abuse that power like, I do feel like parents need to be the ones disciplining their kids. Um, you know, I have, a my family's Haitian, so I grew up in a very strict household. And I feel like, unfortunately, and I always knew to respect the teacher. That's one thing with being, I mean, I don't, Cortez is like, I kind of put Caribbean and like Africans at a different level, but like, I was raised to respect teachers. Whereas I would see some cultures, they're questioning teachers. You know, and I feel like teachers just need to be respected as professionals. I see why the school's bringing it back because behavior is off the charts in some schools and eventually there will be no teachers that are gonna wanna put up with really wild misbehaved kids. 
And that, that's kind of what I was going to get at, too. I mean, as we all know that since the pandemic started, a lot of people are not wanting to take these jobs no more. The police officers, teachers, things of that nature. And I'm not saying that being able to whoop the kids is an incentive, but I think it is a way for them to go ahead and keep that discipline in their classrooms because a lot of times I've seen it before. I see a lot of videos on parents coming into the school and they'll cuss out the teacher for their, their kid because they act like their kid can't do any wrong. So I'm kind of on the fence with is it. it a, is it a private school? Is this a Christian school doing this? Or is this a This is just school? regular public school. So that, to me, that doesn't make sense for a public school to do it. Like it would make more sense in like private Christian environment because it's like spare the rod, spoil the child. So they're doing other things besides just spanking the kids. Maybe they're praying with the kids and doing different things but if it's just a public school yes but those teachers are probably being paid a little bit more and the public school teachers have a larger need and the fact that they have to go to work in these situations first off i think teachers are god saying i think that they deserve everything that they get but i I don't necessarily like i do think that they have way they they need ways to maintain order in their classrooms i mean because you're just literally getting the kids from right down the block that are just going to run in the classrooms and do what they want to do they need to bring other things into school they're, they're they could do yoga they can do meditation they can do uh yeah meditation and like character maybe a little character education i, I don't agree with teachers spanking kids i mean yeah like i said that's perfectly fine we can all agree to disagree but do you think they should spank the kids absolutely yeah i mean uh, growing up when i was in second grade there was this teacher named miss robinson every uh every little like every few days or so she would whoop a kid but it was because the kids were actually pretty bad i watched her break a ruler on a kid one time (laughs) i mean i probably shouldn't be laughing at it well now i can laugh at it but back then it wasn't funny and everybody knew to respect miss robinson so yeah for you you said straight up just no yeah i ain't with that man and that's only because i'm not uh i'm not with abuse at all I, I just like I don't whoop my kids. I don't. I, I, I'm yeah. of abuse, so I just not with that. No, I definitely can understand that. I mean, especially being raised the way that we were raised. I mean, it makes you want to look at it a little bit differently. But I you do. I mean, you don't ever spank the kids. I don't really. I don't have to though. Yeah, Cortez doesn't spank kids either. Yeah, I don't. I don't just raise your voice a little bit. That's all you really got to know, especially when it's a man. you a man and your child not listening to you, it's a problem. <laughs> what are you a man for? <laughs> for real sure. I mean, I mean, I feel you, but I mean, at some point you have to. Uh, he froze again. Prepaid. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's because the uh, his garage ain't attached to the house. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit far. It's trying to pick up the Wi-Fi, but I don't think it can. So that's good. You and your brother have something in common. Neither of you guys really spank your kids, and that's good because, like he said, if there's an in the house, they should already be in line. You knew half stuff me and him went through? You understand. No, I know. We talked about it. Okay, so well, you know, you know. Yeah, like I said, me and her. I don't. I mean, yeah, a step parent shouldn't be whooping kids. Hell no. Yeah, like that's if it's not the biological parent, it should absolutely not be in the picture. So Cortez and I have that in common too, because I had a step parent that was very abusive with beating. So that. So if knowing that how step parent could be, a teacher shouldn't be beating kids. Exactly. Yeah. I think it should be something as simple as, you know, I, I think they should be able to take a ruler and like whoop the kids. A ruler ain't hurting nobody. Not unless yeah. they're doing something weird with the ruler. Ruler to the hand. Yeah. But all that other shit. Ah no, nah, man. That's not your child. What you doing? <laughs> No, definitely. Like I said, I I can see both sides of it, but I do think in order to maintain discipline, especially when it comes to 
it being women for the most part, kids like to try to run over women. I mean, it's not, it's, it's so facts. I've seen that happen too. And it could be a boy or a girl. It don't even matter. They just try to run over women because they feel some, sometimes a child feel that women are weak still, even a child. When they put the foot down, the child is, you know? Yeah. I know, Max. So we was pretty much just talking like, we're pretty much just talking about how how different it is. Uh, and we were speaking more or less from experience of, you know, because me and my brother, we we grew up the same. Like we had a an abusive step parent and we know how bad that stuff can get. But then I went on the line and I said, you know, if it's just a quick ruler to the hand, and that's perfectly fine. Like I have no issues with that. I mean, it can get a little bit excessive. Still on the school thing, because I know I know you were saying earlier. I mean, your brother. Um, then, you know, if your kid's not respecting you as a man, you know, I mean, it's a problem with you being a man. But like I was saying, is sometimes you have to invoke that fear of you being that man, right? Because we should all know good and evil goes together, or I shouldn't say good and evil, um, malevolence and malevolence, right? I mean, it's the both. So they, they kind of they they work hand in hand. That's why you have a male and a female, right? The male's the nurturer. She comes automatically, I mean, she comes already with nurturing, you know, um, an enemy. She has, she has breasts, right? She feeds kids. She, she comes naturally as a suitor and you're the disciplinarian. Sometimes you have to put that discipline down, you know what I mean? So they can know, so they, they, that's how you build a healthy kid. That's why they're always saying, you know, you have to have the male and the female in the house. And yeah, you can be a male. And if you think you're not getting respected as a male because you're a male, there's an issue there. You have to put forth and show that you're a male that's worth following for the most part. You can't just automatically assume that authority as a male and you're not, you know, doing anything about it. You know what I mean? And I was going to say, so to add on to what you're saying, right? Also, I think sons, sons and fathers always have this thing to where the son is going to try to try the father at some point, regardless. And I think that men in particular, they have to know that other men are going to try to put their hands on you, point blank, period. Like somebody's going to try you in a way that you're going to have to defend yourself at least at one point in your life. And I think that a lot of times when I think for me, for the most part, I make sure that I teach my son more or less that you can't just go out here living real reckless because somebody will put their hands on you. They won't take any, any pity or any sympathy on you at all. Like they will try to hurt you because you are a man and they think that you should understand certain things about the world. It's just in our nature. Yeah, I agree. And like you say, you can, we're going to get tested. You can see this throughout the animal kingdom in itself, as in like when a male lion gets old enough or he starts growing his mane out, you know, he'll get chased off, right? Because he's going to challenge that, that, that dominant male at that point. So, you know, you got to get him, go ahead and get him going. But yeah, I mean, you have to challenge, your kid's going to challenge you. I mean, I'm quite sure you guys coming up you know, at a certain point in your, in your life, in your development, where you were like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, accept this guy hitting me anymore or anything like that, right? You're gonna try to challenge him. I mean, that's probably gonna happen around your, your mid-teens, right? I mean, that adolescent stage is in where you're gonna challenge that. And that's a good thing, because that's the way we came up is in what you were saying, like, you're gonna get challenged as a male, like, that's why it's certain things we can say to certain people. Right, because some people will put hands on automatically, and you have to teach your kid that. As in what you're saying, it's like I mean, I think he's he's a respectful kid, but I don't know who he is once he leaves the house. But I have to let like let him know, like, hey, don't be disrespectful to people, you know, for the most part, unless you're ready to act. You know, you see some kids, you know, they'll talk a bunch of crap, you know, they're not gonna do nothing, you know, and you just you just gotta protect yourself. I, I don't know. I mean, that's where I'm going at with it. At the end of the day, you know, you gotta protect yourself. As a, as a, I, agree, I agree with everything you saying. I agree with everything all y'all saying, especially what you just said about you're going to go outside and 
somebody gonna try you. Like it's gonna happen. Like it, it's really gonna happen, especially for a man, even females too, though. You know, but yeah, it's gonna happen for sure. I don't want to seem monogamous, monogamous for the most extent, but I don't think females have to deal with the same level of you know violence that we will receive if you say something, right? Because just if a female say something, you're gonna be more passive to it, like, all right, whatever, man, go ahead. And I mean, I don't know too many males that will put hands on a female. That's why you'll see that all the time, where you know you see these female females hitting males because they 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 didn't grow up with the same the same way we did. Think about when you were younger and you're playing around with your friends. If you took it to a certain level, you know, you can, it's, it's a possibility you got stolen hands, right? It'll get, yeah, it'll get there. Yeah. So I don't think it's the same. I mean, we, we have to understand that we're different. If, we, if we're never going to understand that a male is a male and a female is a female, you know, we have, we have to understand that we have different, you know, we, we, when we go out into this world, we have different things we need to fear, right? As in, I have to fear a male, you know, if I look at him a certain way, you know, and he says something and I'm going to have to defend my manhood for the most part, you know, I have to, I have to accept here it's the ultimate boss where he's pulling a gun out or something like that. I don't think, I'm just speaking for myself, right? If a, if a female ever even say something to me, I'm not even going to violence automatically, right? Yeah, no, like, yeah, right. I, I was speaking on female to female, like, okay. It's like it's man to man. It's a man out there that's gonna. It's another boy out there that's gonna try your son. It's another female out there that's gonna try your daughter. That's what I was speaking of. So actually, I think this is a good segue to go ahead and segue into the next topic, right? So, the question that I had on there was: Have y'all had a moment where your anger almost had you in a bad situation? And I got a really good story actually. So, I was dropping my kids off at church one night. Um, and I just dropped them off. I was getting ready to drive to Best Buy. And I had my youngest son in the car. Um, he's, how does he, he's one now. So I was driving, getting ready to go to Best Buy. And I'm in our minivan. So I'm stopped at the stoplight. Uh, it turns green. And I see a car coming because I try not to take too many crazy turns in the minivan. I wait a little second for the car to go past. Well, this car comes up behind me. He just lays on the horn. It's real loud, beep. So I'm sitting there and I just, I throw my hands up out the window. I'm like, you know, what are you honking for? And then I see the dude, he looks out, dude got dreads and he's like, he's ready. He, he like ready for whatever. So I throw my hands up and I get ready to turn on to the, uh, the on-ramp. So I already seen what type of timing he was on. So I slowed the car down. And I'm like, uh, I'm pulling onto the uh, the on-ramp real slow because I'm reaching in the middle console, reaching for that mystery mouse tool in there. So I go ahead and I put it on the dash, slap it there. And- Put it visibly? No, 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 he didn't see it, but I put it on the dashboard. So, you know, if it get there, it get there. Cortez, that's doing, now that's beautiful. I, I told you the story already. So. But I didn't know you put it up there like that. Oh yeah, no, I put it on the dashboard. Oh God. So I put it on the dashboard because Oh, wait, go ahead, B. My brother, because me, bro, I just did the same exact shit. But go ahead, man. I'm listening, dog. I'm, listening. I'm surprised Cortez did that because I literally, I don't think I've ever seen you have road rage. I don't have road rage. Cortez does not have he had road. Issues. He had road rage. It was about to get there. I seen it in his eyes when he looked at me. Like, as a man, you already know that look when right. another man look at you like that. You're like, okay. So it's about to get there. And he was mad because you were driving the speed limit. No, he was mad because I didn't turn quick enough. Like literally, I was waiting for the car to pass. Going to, yeah, because you were following the rules. Yeah. So he's like driving behind me. So I'm going on the on ramp real slow. So then I speed up, and I of course I see him. He's in his girl's Prius. He speeds up beside me. He started talking real crazy. He's like hanging out. like he's hanging out the car. His girl is like looking straight forward. She's like, I don't want no parts in this. He over there throwing his hands up, like. And so I take a look back and I, I think to myself, so I put my hand on the dash and I'm like, all right, well, this could go one of two ways. I was like, either I could kill him or he could kill me. So then I look at him, I was like, it's whatever. And I just kind of wave him off and he take off. I don't know what it was he said, but he said something and he just went on about a separate, like his own way. Uh, yeah, you left out the part about the yeah because I can't pool. I can't tell you all the, all yeah, the stuff that be really that. going on yeah because but I, anyway that's wild I uh like he sped off 
And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, in this one little fit of rage, either I could have lost my life, he could have lost his life, his girl could have lost her life, or my son could have lost his life, all because he was mad because I didn't move, I didn't pull out into traffic quick enough. And it just made me like really start to think like, why are we wired like that? But have y'all had any moments recently that were kind of like that? I did. I had to, I had the same same type of similarity. Like this just happened. I want to say maybe like it was less than a week ago, and it was with a female. I was coming to a stop sign, a four a four intersection stop sign, and I look right. Now I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm smoking my little weed, got me a little drink. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good. Got my music banging. You know. So I look right, I see a car, it stopped. I came first, so I gotta go first, but I didn't look left. I'ma be, I didn't look left. So as I look left, as I'm already going now, I finally look, she about to hit me. She honking her horn, yelling, screaming, okay, cool. I'm sorry, I fucked up. I'ma go by my day. She take it upon herself to follow me. Now, that's the last thing you should do is follow me. Don't follow me. <laughs> Follow me um, for like three, four, five blocks. So I'm like, damn, she want to keep following me. I just, what, what is it? You know, she pulled on the side of me. She was in like a, I don't know, like a 04 Fusion or something. I don't fucking know. She was in some old car, but she cussing and she yelling, she screaming. She said, you almost fucking hit me. I said, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. I didn't look. I know you didn't, you stupid motherfucker. I got my kids in the car. Just going, right? So I'm like, okay, um, she got kids in the car. And the whole time, like you said, you slapped your gun on the dash. See, I'm in Detroit. I'm already got a gun in my hand pointed to the car door, ready to shoot her. You know what I'm saying? I'm it. This, this is what's going on. She reached in her glove box and grabbed her gun. Now, she in a smaller car. I'm in the truck, and I'm looking down. I can see everything into her car. She grabs her gun off the glove box, and she... What you wanna do, motherfucker? I looked at her. I said, I say, I say, I say uh, you, uh, I just caught her ugly or some shit, and I pulled off. Now she, <laughs> when I caught her ugly, she got so fucking mad, bro. Now she, now she following me. Now again, she's following me. So I'm like, okay, man, fuck. Let me dodge her real quick. So I didn't hit a couple blocks, and I pulled into my homeboy uh, driveway. Why the fuck do this woman? Follow me all the way to this driveway. And I, I didn't bag in, so she see my plate. She called the police on me, man. She called the police. I didn't get why she called the police on me. She called the police on me, and then I just left, man. I shook her. I left. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It, that was a crazy time because I could have did anything. I could have done a lot. Like, I could have took off. I see the kids in the back. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, man, but yeah, I just had to tell my similar situation because it, it literally just happened to me, so. Yeah. That, that's a sad situation to me because you got kids in the car and you willing to chase somebody down, pull your gun out the car, knowing pulling your gun out, that's not an act that you pull, like that you just pull out and you just think you just about to walk away alive. Like you pull your gun out of somebody, somebody gotta die. That's terrible. I could have, I could have killed them. Cause she pointed a gun at me, right? Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Just like kind of, yeah, kind of sorta. Of. You know, I think sometimes people are having a bad day and then something happens while you're driving that makes it worse. And I think it just requires self-control to just be like, I'm just gonna let it go and offer this person grace. She clearly was having a really bad day. Yeah, so I said she must be having a bad day. She she looked stressed out. It was hot too. She had no air, you know. <laughs> Feeling good. I'm feeling good. She fucked up. She fucked my mood up for a while, you know. But yeah. Hey, what about you, Mac? Oh man, I, I have a lot of those stories. But I mean, for the most part, and I think I'm I'm relaxed. And for some reason, I don't know. Maybe because my facial expression, people are always think I'm angry. I can have the the happiest thoughts ever, you know. And people think I'm angry. But anyways, I mean, I had the same situation. This is right before I was supposed to deploy too. This is, I'm talking about, I'm supposed to deploy in like, in like, I'll say about three days. So we was out at the club. I was in Tennessee at the time. Well, Kentucky, right? It was in Fort Campbell. And we went out partying, right? We were just trying to have a good night. 
you know? So we went to like this little after hours and, you know, I pulled up in the driveway and my homeboy is like, yeah, we're not going to go in, man. Let's just it's, it's, it's hang out here and play the let out. Anyways, you know, you have, you have young males out there acting crazy, right? That, that was me, right? My hormones jumping. I'm, I know I'm about to deploy for a minute. So, you know, I'm out there having fun. So saw these, it's like two, there's three girls come out the club, right? Came out. So I was like, hey, man, I'm going to take my shot. You know what I mean? Go shoot my shot over here, right? So she's like, I walked over there. She's like, I said something. I was like, hey, how you doing? She's like, get the fuck away from me. I'm like, damn, why it's got to be like that? You know what I mean? And she's like, just get the fuck away from me. And I was young, so I, my ego was hurt. I mean, if if ladies are looking out here, it's easier ways to let, let males down, right? Because it's going to get crazy, right? So like me now, I'm like, all right, well, fuck you then. B word, right? Fuck you then. And I, and I kind of like walked off. She's like, what the fuck you called me? I was like, you heard what the fuck I said. And as I was, and I'm walking away, and she's like, "All right, just stay right there." So I was like, "Whatever." I got back to my car. I used to have this crazy sound system in there, right? So I started playing. If you know the song, it was "These Hoes Be Acting Up." These, well, anyways, I started playing that song, right? And she hops right on the phone. Then I saw the dude coming in the club, right? He like he came running up, and you see him. He stopped. He's like looking around. I guess trying to find. And she waved the over. She waved him over. He comes running over. So I was like, what's up? What you trying to do? You know what I mean? And can you guys hear me? So he, he looks at me. I was like, what you trying to do? He looks at me and he just, he didn't say not one word. He just kept running, right? He stopped. He just kept running. Guess he ran to his car. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, bitch ass motherfucker. You know? And I'm standing there. I'm stomping my stuff, my stuff. And... I kind of like caught him on the peripheral, on my peripheral vision coming on the backside. Cause I mean, I'm in front of my car. If you can, if you can visualize, I'm sitting on my car, I'm back in the parking space. And I kind of like saw him on my peripherals. I saw him coming around. I'm like, I'm about to go trash this dude right here, right now. You know what I mean? Cause my ego is hurt. I was young. I mean, got turned down by this girl. She looked really good. You know what I mean? She's, she's really cute. You know what I mean? So I turned around to go meet him. I'm talking about in between the car as he come around the car to come between. So like this is my car. I'm sitting on my car and the other car right here. He's coming around. And as he come around, I'm meeting him in that in that space between the two cars. And he just upped it on me like this. And just a fear, man. I was just like, man, I, I kind of like turned around. I ducked and ran around the car. And it's a good thing the security was right there, man. So the security was like, yo, you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? But stuff like that. And for... I would say like about two weeks, man. I went out to every single club with my gun looking for this dude. Well, the, the time I had up until I deployed, it felt like two weeks until I deployed looking for this dude, man. I'm talking about like looking for him. And then I thought about it like, why would I put myself in that situation, man? And what I'm trying to say is with that gun thing that you guys were talking about, it's a thing, man. Like I was always taught when I was young, since I was young, like don't pull, a, don't pull any gun out on anybody unless you're going to use it. Because that was something with me, man. I was like, I'm going to, if I, as soon as I see him, I was just going to, I was going to let him have it. You know what I mean? And I'm just glad he didn't, he wasn't raised the way I was, where if you're pulling it out, you're going to use it. You see what I'm saying? So that's one thing I was happy about. But I, I tell that story all the time because that's the most fear I've ever had in my entire life, man. Being deployed three times, you know what I mean? And having a gun, like, because it was right there. Like, I mean, I've been deployed, but I've never had a person pull a gun out on me and about like arms reach, you know what I mean? Like just pull it straight to my face. And, and all, all I could see was my life just flashed. Been more peaceful. Like I've, I've been more passive because I was like, if I run into somebody with the same temperament I have having a gun, I'm not saying I have that temperament. I don't carry a gun on me. Um, I have a gun. I never drive around with it because I know who I am. And I don't want it to ever go to that level, you know what I mean? And a lot of people say that's that's a stupid mentality to have somebody else with a gun and you don't have one. But I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with I mean just leaving that letting that be because as you were saying with the with the road rage thing, I'm not gonna lie. I do have road rage. If you're holding me up on my time, it's not that I have a bad day. Because if I see that you're driving under the speed limit for no reason, it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, get out of the road, like. Or if you're in the fast lane and the, the slow lane is, is, is vacant, 
but you stay in the fast lane and hold everybody up. Like, I'm always like, let me get my ticket, man. Don't slow me down from getting my ticket. You know, let me get my ticket. Get in the slow lane, you know? So people have road rage for multiple different reasons. I mean, yeah, but that's, that's just my story, man. I mean, you, you, we all gonna get road rage. Um, some people are just more dangerous when they have guns in it, you know? So you can't, can't just be hoping that you run into the right person, just like, you know, you might've did where she pulled a gun out, but didn't use it. Because instantly in my mind, at that point, man, you know, you can't come back from death, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no respawn on life. So I'm not playing those games. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's even a song that goes like that because you said you had your gun on you too. As in, you know, they're saying like, you die with your gun still up in the holster or you die with your gun still cold. That's what, I mean, I, it's crazy how some people live and, and it's in the songs for a reason because some people live like that. Like, I'm not going to go out with my gun being cold. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be hot. Like, even if you kill me, my gun's gonna be hot because I'm gonna throw rounds back. And it's, it's just a dangerous world we live in, man. And, and I say that it's all about our environment and how we're raising these kids. And that kind of all like leads back to the school thing, you know, where we're unruly for the most part, where nobody is in control of us or nobody can tell us anything, you know what I mean? So that's, that's just my take on it. I mean, cause I have a lot of these, these scenarios, man, where, you know, guns are being pulled and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's far too common. I mean, I completely agree. Like, it's far too common, but it's just one of those things that we have to, uh, like, we just got to teach our kids to do a little bit better. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's, the, it's that, that, that being raised and being that young in school, you know, I'm just trying to link this together, man. It, it, it helps. You know, you, you have to have discipline in school as well. And it, it, like we all know, we all know it starts from home. We, we can say that over and over. It's, it starts at the house, right? But then your friends, when it comes to your friend, your friend have more say-so over you, what you do than your parents do. If you guys can think back on it, I mean, I know I've done a lot of things in my life because my friends wanted me to do it, even though my parents had told me it's wrong. You know, I just didn't want to feel like the outcast when it comes to my friends. So yeah, I'm gonna go against what I've learned or what I know, you know, when I'm in that environment with my friends. And in school, you're with your friends for the most part, and they're gonna influence you to do a lot of things that, you know, go against your your values and ethics for the most part that you got from from home, you know. So that's my take on it, man. We have to change the culture in itself, especially in our culture for the most part. I agree. Hey, so B. So you are a an avid, you know, partaker in uh in smoking, right? So let me ask you this: If you had a surgeon that just smoked the blunt and you had to get a surgery, would you trust him to do it? And this will be our last like little topic before we uh, hop off here. All right. Uh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> And you're just smoking, man. Come on, dog. Well, I'm high <laughs> a surgeon working on your brain. He high as hell. I go wrong, man. So hell no. Fuck no, bro. You under the influence, man. That's just like a fucking some the same you're drinking. You just under the influence. You not, you not, you don't have to say you got. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. We do make you focus in certain situations, certain people, everybody different, you know what I'm saying? But like. I don't know, man. I, I, hell no. What's the what's That's the benefits? Opinion. What's the benefits of smoking weed? I mean, it, it helps with a lot of things like anxiety. What if the doctor has anxiety, right? And you know, you want to puff some weed before he goes in there and conduct surgery on you. I mean, there's a lot of medical benefits with weed too, but I'm I'm not gonna get into it. Maybe maybe B can help me. I don't know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Weed helps on listen. You said it's for anxiety. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I think weed is causing me anxiety because I never had anxiety until I started smoking a lot of weed. So I'm like, damn, maybe it's the weed. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, relaxes me. I hit this motherfucker till I, I, I'm stressed. I'm stressed out. I hit this motherfucker a couple times. I relaxed. I'm thinking about what I was thinking about even 10 times harder. That's why I said a, a surgeon probably could do it, 
but I wouldn't recommend it because still not the same. Like you're not, you know, you think the best when you sober. Well, some people think best better when they hot. So it, it, it's it depends on who you is, man. Only God can tell you if that surgeon is ready to do this surgery. You know what I'm saying? I, because everybody's different, bro. Some people go to sleep. Some people fucking eat up everything. People like to go do shit. Some people like to chill. Like it's just who you are, and and it's the weed too. What type of weed you smoke? You know, you got uppers and downs, you know, you know, it's a lot to it. But for that question, hell no, I'm mean, not. I don't think I would either. And I was also thinking along the lines because I was gonna be like, yo, so if somebody was to say yes, I'd be like, all right, so what about if they was smoking meth? Would like, you trust a meth head doing what you said? I mean, you, you rarely see any functional methods though. So a functional that okay. you, you see those all the time. I mean, you never see somebody that's strung out on weed, you know what I mean? Like they living on the streets, like, yeah, man, I got this bad weed habit, you know what I mean? I do. Oh, that is true but i look at it like this when we like man you don't be half around bro especially if you smoke a lot you don't really be half around and then you get back to normal now a lot of people do spend all their money on this shit and well, it's hard because this shit is expensive you know you know but i don't know some people is strung out on weed though bro believe it or not man especially around here man. a lot of people like i don't want to tell you I don't want to say that. Yeah. No, I, you I can just, speak on it. Just well, don't say no I names. I feel like I would not want a surgeon that does that smokes weed, but also there's other drugs I wouldn't want them to take either. Like I would want them to be clear headed because there are other ways to deal with anxiety. Like for me, drinking coffee can make me feel a little bit like too jittery, you know? So that's why I'll switch and drink tea. You know, and there's other things you can do for anxiety. Like you can go get a massage. Like I'm like, people spend their money on, you know, some stuff you can get a massage, you can get a facial. There's other things that you could do for. Well, I don't think I would trust nobody smoking weed doing none of my surgeries or think about taking anxiety medicine, like any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Think about, think about this. Nah, he fell out like right in the middle of talking. I mean, me personally, like, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't want nobody smoking weed. I mean, I want you to be as clear and level-headed as possible once you're, you know, working on me because if we're, we're not vehicles where you, can, where you can substitute a part, you know, like if you cut my arm off, be like, all right, man, we're just going to go to, you know, AutoZone and get you another arm. It's not like that. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want you to have, I don't want you to be under any influences once you're operating on me. I don't mean to cut you off. Think about this, though. That's where I left off at. It's doctors out here and surgeons out here that do Adderall. You know, that's a whole drug. Like, they do that on a, on a daily. Just right. to see folks. So they're under the influence. It's doctors that do all type of pills and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you don't really know what people do. Nah, and like, I was going to say, just to add to that, my bad, I ain't mean to cut you off, but and to add to that, a lot of these drugs out here is literally not labeled as drugs all because the FDA approved them. Like Adderall, terrible. A lot of the anxiety medicine is terrible. There's a lot of different well, things out there. We have to respect Cortez that it works for people. So I'm not going to down. We worship people too. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to down, you know. I'm down it at all. I'm course, saying it's all you know, that I think that's awesome that, you know, that you can get through life and never have to use or take anything. But some people do have chemical imbalances and they need it. They do, but they still they still drug heads. Right. And they shouldn't be a surgeon. <laughs> hey. Oh no. So actually before we close out, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about. I want to see if I can share this uh the screen. I already got to pull it pulled up and everything. It won't take that long. Let me just see if I can pull this up. I don't know if y'all A couple days ago, Psychology Today released this article about the rise of lonely single men. 
please, with all your spirit gusto, go click back on that video. I've been telling y'all motherfuckers that y'all are going to be single for the rest of your fucking life if you do not increase your emotional communication skills, emotional intelligence, or any of these things. The Psychology Today article that my good sis is referencing is nothing but proof that these podcast alpha male bullshit ass father issue having ass motherfuckers is forcing y'all to a lifetime of singleness. I keep seeing on this bullshit ass app that women have these poor attitudes and all this other bullshit when men truly just need to extend their emotional vocabulary so they can flourish and have meaningful, healthy relationships. But instead, y'all live listening to these Kevin Samuel ass motherfuckers and it's leaving you 50 and alone. Fix it. A couple days all ago, right, Psychology so Today. She said that, and I'm gonna go ahead and stop sharing real quick. She said that, and there was another video, I can't find it, where she was talking like a lot worse um, about men. And she was like stating how certain men that she is a therapist to, because she's a licensed therapist. A lot of men that she was a therapist to, and she was talking about like specific issues that they were having. So do you think that she should have lost her job for speaking the way that she was speaking? I don't watch TikTok, so I don't know the whole story. Well, just yeah. based off what you saw. I, uh, based off what I saw, I mean, do I think she should lose her job? No, absolutely not. But because that's her opinion and she can give her opinion. But um, I don't agree with her. Every black man, listen, man, it's life. The older I get, I, I'm noticing life is life. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. Every single person is similar, but they're different. So you can't person next person do or expect the next person to think what the next person think. So let, let me ask you this though. If that was your therapist, would you want to fire her after that? Okay, so she's a therapist. Oh yeah, you get the fuck out of here. You go, you <laughs> garbage. You don't tell people stuff like that. Yeah, that's not professional neither. So yeah. Yeah, she working for my company. You know what? Well, we don't like we. This bad for business. Yeah, I hear you. Now, what about you, Mac? Yeah, it look like you might have froze again. What What about you, baby? Do you think that she should have lost her job for those comments? I don't really understand. Like, she shouldn't be so pinning as a therapist. Like that was just a bit too much. Like to tell people that they're gonna be lonely and single. She's probably lonely and single too. Right. I mean, yeah, so I don't know what her relationship situation is like, but I do know, you know, if I, because I, there was another video, I couldn't find it where she was talking about her being a therapist to black men and like all of the people that she was a therapist to were black men mm -hmm. and she was speaking like that I, I didn't necessarily agree with you know the way that she was speaking black men i wish they had black male therapists that they could go to like i, I was remember i was watching uh last week tonight with john oliver and they said that there's very few it's like that's the hardest demographic to find is a black male therapist because that kind of sucks like a black man he's not going to relate to a white man's not going to really relate to him if he goes to him to therapy. So if you go to a black woman, she already has a lot of uh, baggage when it comes to black men. So she's not going to fully, for the most part, be able to be fully objective unless she's really wise. Someone like my mom, you know, unless she has wisdom, a young black female who's dating, who's been burned and all this stuff. She really shouldn't be a therapist for a black man. So long story short, they need more black men to become therapists and life coaches. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see, Mac, you connected to the audio? See if you can unmute. Yeah, I'm good. I can hear you. But yeah, you got to have someone that she can relate to as a therapist. So she should have been fired. But unfortunately, there's not too many black men that could take her place to be a therapist to the black men that need a therapist. Right. Where are they? I've never, I never, I don't think I've ever, and I've gone. No, to there are some. Counselors I've definitely seen I've never a seen. few on TikTok, but let me see. So, Mac, do you think that she should like, uh, like I was telling them, her 
the people that she was a therapist to, for the most part, they were all black men. And she was speaking like that. Do you think that she should have lost her job or you as a black man, do you think you would, you would go to her for therapy if you actually needed it? Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely would. I, just, just listening to it as in expanding our emotional vocabulary. As males, we, we're not really emotional. Um, I just um, split from my daughter's mom. Um, and that was my issue. It is because, you know, I felt like she should understand certain things about me. And um, I'm always trying to solve a problem when she brings it to me instead of just listening and try to see how she feels about it. Um, so I think we do need to be more, you know, more emotionally inept because we, we're lacking in that, especially as black males. I mean, we just have this, this bravado that we think, you know, you should do this and do that. But what, what I'm getting at with that is a lot of us, you know, you hear it like she's going off, you know, you listen to the cat because they're giving you that, that, that alpha male mentality is in, and they're, they're living in the past is in how they want relationships to be as in they want the females to cook clean, you know, whatever, you know, all this stuff from, from, from back in the day, but times have changed. Um, females have jobs. They, some of them bring in as much money as, as much money as the male do or some, you know, or sometimes even more, but you expect me to still go in this kitchen and cook and clean. Like, no, we should, we should share this responsibility at this point. And what I'm trying to say it with, as, as in with that too, is in, is in relationships because I'm seeing this now that being I'm just just separating from it is we should at least I mean relationships should be it should be a, a business relationship I, I I think right where we writing everything down is in this is what I'm what this is what I want from you this is what I you know and so on and so forth so we're not expecting what we should get from you you know because a lot of times we run into it like just expecting certain things or you think a woman should be in this role or whatever. You know, it shouldn't be like that. It should be a mutual agreement for the most part, I, I think, in a relationship. And for a female, like, I think that's one of the main thing that they should put out there is in, you know, how you address me certain way, you know what I mean? Is in, because like a lot of times, you know, like my, my daughter's mom, you know, she'd be like, I feel this way. And I'm just like, hey man, that's just a feeling. Not even trying to understand what she's going through. I'm just like, you can, you'll get past it, man. Don't even worry about it. And that's what I'm trying to say, our emotional, you know, vocabulary, we need to get that on the wraps as well, because we're lacking in that for the most part. We've, we've been raised for the most part as black male as just being, you know, this alpha male. And, and these dudes are, are um, and more encouraging it for the most part, you know, because we see this, this um, manosphere things blowing up out of, out, of this, out of proportion because young males don't know how to, you know, talk to females. We don't, we don't, we don't have that ability and they're looking at these dudes as gods, right? They're, they're, they're looking at them like, hey, this is what I've been missing my entire life. And, but that doesn't work for everybody. It might work for some females and some females might agree with it as in they wanna play a role, this role, but it doesn't work for, for everybody. It's not, it's not all inclusive, you know? No. That's what I'm trying to say, I'm sorry. And that's what that, was a great, that was a great Amen. response, Mac. No, so I agree to some of what you say, but I don't agree with everything. So what don't you agree with? I never agree with. So no, as as like as grown men, we as adults, we don't have we don't have to agree on everything just in general. What do you mean? But, so the things that I don't agree with, right, are is like yes, I do agree that there needs to be communication in regards to the roles and the way that things are taken in the household. But in regards to that video, I think she was hundred percent wrong. The reason why is because as a therapist, people are coming to you in confidence, right? They're coming to you in, in confidence and they're trying to tell you these issues. So how would it make you feel if- She didn't call anybody out by name. Let me speak, all right? And so so okay. the biggest thing was she's speaking on issues and let's just say, yes, she didn't say any names. Let, let's, let me speak. Okay. So she didn't let, she didn't say anything about his name in particular or anything like that. But what she did do was, let's say if I was a man that was going to her, for some therapy and she spoke on an issue that i was talking about in a negative way in a negative light the way that she was speaking on it i would feel some type of way about it and i think she should lose her job i don't because think she should lose her job because what she is saying is you are going to end up single if you cannot emotionally express yourself but if i'm going and to I don't let me speak now 
You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like cancer. Like if a doctor uh, tells you, hey, if you don't stop drinking and smoking, you can get cancer. Doctors have to make a PSA statement. We have to respect mental health as a profession. And she's saying as a profession, relationships are going to, because the divorce rate and the separation rate, it's unfortunate. And she's saying if people cannot verbally express themselves, it is, you know, you are going to end up single and lonely. And what he is, what I said, I agree with with him is it is marriage essentially is a business transaction. Like I own businesses. I mentor people in businesses. Marriage is a business. You're having kids, you're having a home, you're, per, you're getting different things together. You have to communicate. You have to be a strong business partner to have a successful business. You know, so that's what, so that's what I was saying. I agree like, with what I don't agree with. It's 2022 marriage is more than just like physical intimacy. It's more than what, you know, it's like what we can bring in emotionally to and grow each other mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And I don't, so when it comes to the red pill and the manosphere community also, what I do want to speak on is, yes, I don't agree with everything that they say. They do speak in absolutes, like we were talking about earlier. They say every woman does this or every man does this or every blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, nobody is stuck in one specific category. I completely agree with that. But one thing I can also agree with is that those types of voices need to be heard because you have the extremes, right? You have the culture where there is a lot of women that are bashing men. So why shouldn't there be a reciprocation for that? You see what I'm as, saying? As a godly woman, as a Christian, I'm not taking my advice from YouTube. At this I'm point. not taking advice I'm from taking it either. from God. I'm just saying if there's YouTube if there's one tell. if there's one side of the argument, there has to be another side. There is. That's fine. But I'm st I stay out of it because you know what? YouTube is telling women match energy, and what's the energy of the average male is like that nonchalance, not being emotional. And when a woman matches a man's energy, the relationship is never going to get better. Like as a woman, I cannot match energy. I have to, like, I have to be who I am. And, and what you're saying that right there is, is crazy because I was going to try to bring this up is the reason why I think we separated is she was trying to be manly. And, and I, I hate that. Like, don't match my energy as being a man at all. Like your place is in the feminine, like be there. That's so sexy to me. Soon as you even start an argument with me, I don't even want to hear, I don't want to hear anything else you got to say, right? Because that's what we're, we're different. We're males and females that are different. Once you match energy with me, it feels challenging my manhood. Like, I know physically that you can't beat me. I think you should know physically you can't beat me, right? As in a fight, I'm talking about like a fist fight. So why are we even going there, right? Because the way you're talking to me is in my, in, in, our, in our ramble, which is all tying back to what we're saying is in males and females, is I know you can't beat me. Right? And what I'm trying to get at, man, I, I, we're just, I don't know. It's just to, to, to sum it up, man, what I'm trying. You know, froze. Let me say, let me see. We just got you back. I'm just trying to, I was going to get into an illustration, but I don't want to get to, because I get lost in it. It's just, I don't want my females to be manly at all. Like, I want you to be a female, be nurturing. That's who you are. That's what God, you know, intended you to be, the nurturer. I'm the disciplinarian, back to what we're getting at, right? Let me be the disciplinarian, you know? Just, just play that, that, and when we talk about roles, that's, that's the only role I would want you to play. And everything else, we should, we should come to an agreement with it, right? As in, again, just don't match my energy as in my being a male, like, because that, that's such a turnoff. It's, it's just something I don't want at all. I mean, maybe some males like that. It's going back to what you're saying, like the female with the gun, that's such a turnoff. If you got a gun on you as a female to me, it's just I'm like, what are you trying to do? You trying to be a man? Like, like this, it's just a, such a turnoff. I don't know. And, and that's what ended our relationship. And, you know, to go back to what the, the, the female was saying is in, it, we, we have to, man. I mean, because what you're saying is in, if you go to her with something, you don't want her to broadcast it on social media, which I get, but it's probably something that she's constantly seeing and she's trying to bring it out to the forefront. Like, listen, if y'all keep listening to these Kevin single dudes, you're going to die single. And that's the same thing those Manosphere guys say to males, you know, like if you don't respect the male, you know, to have multiple females, you're going to die single because that's like a lot of things they say as well, right? So 
it's, it's just the back and forth. I mean, she's just saying what she's probably see that comes through her office all the time. Like, you know, you guys are not communicating with these females. Like, you know, she might have a take on it. And I think it's valid where, you know, it's probably just a repetitive nature as in you going in there and she knows exactly what that female is trying to ask you, but all the males are keep saying the same thing. So I think like she's just bringing that to the forefront so she can let a lot of us know like, hey, we need to get more emotional and not saying being emotional, but I mean, community, I mean, understand the female's emotions for the most part. And if you don't do that, you're just, you're shooting yourself in a foot in your relationship. Let me see, because we already are running a little bit long, but I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the floor a little bit. And just uh, so we do a closing remarks segment every time, like every time that we uh, we do this. And I just want to go ahead and give you guys the floor. Is there anything that you want to say to the people that are listening? You want to go first, B? Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, it, sometimes it takes me a while. For, I mean, I'm old, you know what I mean? It takes a while for this Pentium to process or process information. You know what I mean? But um, what I'm saying, I mean, just like the podcast is, you know, we're not experts, right? I mean, we'll try to at least help you guys out for the most part, as in what we're going through from experience. Um, on the topic, what I want you guys to take away from is, you know, have a discourse with your with your mate, see what they want, see what they don't want. Because like I said, that's the issue that I'm in right now that I didn't do. And hindsight is always 2020 is in me looking back at it and you know, being more emotional available to that female. Um, I should have. I mean, I should, I mean, because again, like I said, we've we've been raised our entire life is in black that's what she was speaking on, is in being having this bravado. Um, and not being emotional, right? Because a lot of times, you know, when we're being raised, they're telling us, you know, not to cry and stuff like that. I'm not advocating for males crying just in public like that, but it, it's fine. Um, I do agree with that manosphere portion as in if you cry around your female, you know, it, it, it shows to them that you're not strong enough. I do agree with that portion because there's a lot of truth and, and false when it comes to all that information that you guys are being, uh, that you guys are receiving. I would say just have an open mind and listen to a lot of different takes on certain things when it comes to like that manosphere things. If you're, if you are listening to that Kevin Samuels, I know he's his past. I mean, I'm sorry about that, but you have a lot of them around that's going out talking about this stuff, but just, just do your own research as well. Just take it from real world experience because some of these guys are out here, you know, just trying to get clicks and stuff like that. They're trying to sell something. So, I mean, just go out and get more information. But I do agree with that as, I mean, that's just one of them. Be emotional, but not to the, to the extent to where, you know, you're falling into that feminine, that feminine realm in itself. I mean, you still have to be masculine. That's the, that's the way where nature has developed us. But for us to have a healthy relationship, we have to understand the opposite. Because like I said, again, you know I mean, like we, we do need evil and we do need good in this world, if you believe it or not. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that to say as in we're, we're opposites and males are opposites of females. We are total opposites, but not total opposite, but we're opposites and we have to understand one another for the most part to, for, to have a relationship succeed. Because again, what I'm saying with good and evil, it, it's in every religion. If you ever look at the South Korean flag, it had the yin and the yang in there. And that's what it means. I mean, the good and the evil, the good and the bad. If you look at um, the Star of David, right? They have a triangle pointing up and a triangle pointing down. That's how you make the star. And that's good and evil. We have to operate within the, the median of that, right? We have to basically understand each other for the most part and play on that level surface. It's just like heaven and hell, right? Some, one is good and one is bad. And we're operating in that median right now in life in itself. Right, so we have to somewhat understand both because we live in it at this point. I mean, went off topic a little bit, but I just I just want you guys to take that in into perspective, you know, as my separating words for the most part. Hey, that's good stuff. Hey, what you got, B? All I want to say is to everybody out there, uh, try your hardest to avoid road rage. 
Keep your pistol on you because we got to use Nah, I'm fucking around. Nah, um, you know, my same old guy first. Stay focused. Then for me, I would just say, you know, self-control, being true to who you are and, you know, taking time out to yourself to just sometimes you got to cut off like all the outside noise and just, you know, try to find that inner peace and, you know, just kind of go, go from there. You know, sometimes you got to isolate yourself. I know I do that from time to time. I was isolated a little bit last week. I just stayed in, stayed in just focused on, you know, myself and what I got going on because it's too much going on in the world and we can't be too concerned and worried about all of that. Sometimes you got to take care of yourself and those that are around you and close to you. Kind of go from there. Okay, so for me, um, I just want to say that no matter who you get your information from, you should always look to question it as an adult. I mean, as adults, we all we all know that people out here are flawed. Um, so whether you're getting your information from us or whether you're getting it from one of these red pill or manosphere creators, or if you're getting it from The View or from The Talk or any of those different types of shows, always try to maintain that medium. Um, don't just run with one side of the argument. Always try to look at both sides. And that's pretty much all I got. But hey, this has been the We're Not Experts podcast. And I appreciate you guys for coming out. We out. Peace.